0: Welcome, welcome. Yes, it is a Monday. It is January 17th, 2022. Happy Dr. Martin Luther King Day. I'm glad to be back here this week after we had a a quick no-go last week after my son came down with COVID and we're trying to rearrange everything. So uh, sorry for that, everybody. I appreciate uh, you being back here today. This is Raging Chicken's Out to Coop Live. I am Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. On Out to Coop Live, we talk to progressives, activists, and troublemakers of all sorts, right from our own backyards and from across the country. And on Fridays, you know it, Sean Kitchen and I break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. And you got to check out the Wednesday show with Cyril Micheleko. Cyril is a progressive columnist from the... Bucks County Courier Times and The Intelligencer, and he joins me to drill down into Bucks County, Pennsylvania, and international politics. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can help support this show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Simply head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress and choose your membership level. It can also help out the show by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. You can also hop on our Discord server, which is going to start getting a little more action this year, especially given that it is yet another election year. Um, and for more PA Progressive Talk, you can tune into The Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern on his YouTube channel. Basically, wherever ever you find a stream, you will find Rick at this point. Your best bet, actually, at this point is go on over to the thericksmithshow.com. For the latest across all his platforms i mean he got picked up at wbai in new york kpfk in los angeles in chicago and minneapolis um, he's been going nuts over there it's a phenomenal show um, i like everybody when i first moved to pennsylvania i'm um, rick was my guide let me tell you that um, so check out the ricksmithshow.com for all the latest and if you haven't already, you got to check out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast. The amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind this podcast rock the house. And they know where the bodies are buried. <laughs> yes, make sure to follow them on Twitter at at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And, you know, attention gamers, while the holidays are over, look, the game in... That's with two ends. The Game Inn is a Quakertown-based, black-family-owned gaming store that will still serve all your gaming needs. Yes, that's right. They are friends of the show, and they've got everything from Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, and loads of collectibles, action figures, and Funko Pops. And look, the kids get a discount for every A on their report card. Check them out on their Facebook page. Follow them on Twitter at TheGameIn. If you got a question about a game, looking for something hard to get, shoot them a message or drop them an email at Thegameinpa at gmail.com. Check them out, they're really awesome folks. And a special shout out, as always, goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at, at Song Day Man. That's with two N's, that's at Song of Day Man on Twitter. Well, everybody, uh, this is a a special feature. I've been thinking about this for doing this kind of thing for a while, Um, doing this kind of roundtable discussion with folks in the community um, about issues that are going on kind of in our backyards. Um, Love having kind of, you know, folks kind of like single interviews and come on, but I think that there's, you know, uh, kind of a layer of folks that are doing some hard work and organizing that are out there too as well to come around just to have a kind of more open-ended discussion about what's happening in our county. Um, so because, look, Bucks County continues to be at the center of some disturbing politics. Um, school board races in Central Bucks, Penridge, Palisades, Pensbury, you know, they all made national news for like right wing extremism, railing against sensible covid mitigation strategies and diversifying our curricula and inclusiveness in the classroom or, you know, just being, I don't know, human beings. Right? I mean, seriously. Now, organizers across Bucks County did amazing work on school board and municipal campaigns. But as we enter the 2022 election cycle, organizers are continuing the work of building power. So tonight I welcome, well, originally I should say this right off the top of the bat, um, we have three Bucks County activists, Amy Connect, uh, uh, Emily French, and Ross McLennan. Um, but Emily, we're um, Emily's having some tech issues getting on tonight. Um, we were totally bummed. Uh, we tried to kind of uh, get her up and running. That's why I, some folks were asking the question about, um, whether or not the, uh, um, the, uh, so let me see. Somebody said they can't hear. Is everybody hearing okay right now? Just making sure. Let me know. Um, but anyway, she had some tech issues. She she couldn't get on. So, um, Here we are. So anyways, um, so then here I am tonight with Amy Connect and uh, Ross McLennan. Um, They have been both were very active in this past uh, fall school board elections. They're also active members of our Raging Chicken community. Um, If you've been watching any of our live shows, uh, no doubt you've come across them in the comments section. Um, Always got great stuff to say, um, great questions. Um, And Amy and Ross are coming here tonight for this little roundtable discussion about what is up with Bucks. Uh, reflect upon this past year's election and look forward to the organizing ahead Uh, welcome Amy welcome Ross to the show
1: hey
2: hey how are you
0: Hey, great. So what what I thought we could uh, we could start off on a little bit here is that just just so you kind of introduce um, yourselves to the folks here, instead of me droning on about um, kind of who you are, your background, what got you involved in politics, all that kind of stuff. um, You know, just to kind of introduce yourself, um, folks, and, you know, like we are what's your background. How would you get involved with politics? um, What were you involved in this past year? um, So folks have an idea about where you're coming from. Amy, let's start with you. All
2: right. Sounds good. So I haven't like uh, originally I wasn't I've always had a bit of a political opinion, but I wasn't actively involved with anything Um, up until the past couple of years. I think the entire Trump administration was really what started to push me over um, into getting a little bit more motivated to pay attention to what was going on. Uh, And then, you know, the past couple of years with covid and with, you know, our new civil rights movement going on. Uh, it's it's been hard to ignore, you know. Plus that I've also been uh, in college for the past couple of years, so that's also been uh, something that's been definitely helping me, you know, form a better uh, worldview and format, or you know, an opinion, I guess, um, about everything that's going on.
0: Fantastic. And you were kind of like active in the the Palisades School Board race, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Correct.
2: I was, yeah. I was uh, part of Jamie Davis's campaign.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, Dave. Uh, shout out to Jamie, who's I see right yeah. like, in the chat <laughs> hey, tonight. Jamie. Fantastic. Uh, shout out to Cynthia, too, as well, both up there. Fantastic. And Ross, uh, introduce yourself
1: to first. Yeah. Okay, Ross McLennan. So I'm originally from the Lehigh Valley, Bethlehem. Um, born and raised, and um, my parents were both educators. You know, Kevin, this is great. Uh that uh, you've come on board with this uh, and reflecting on, you know, your own problems here with, with Coach now. But, but Dad was a physics professor at Lehigh, and my mom was a science teacher at a small Catholic school in Bethlehem. Uh, so I, I was raised progressive, um, pretty diverse community for myself. Um, Freedom High School was one of the first um, schools to, to bus inner city. Um, so I'm kind of dating myself here I graduated <laughs> you know, <laughs> mid-70s. Um, and I've been a 10-year resident here in, in Bucks County. We live in, in Hilltown now. Um, and so my kids went through Easton School District. That, that's where they went to school. Um, and then Rebecca's here in Penn Ridge. her four kids. And so I watched them go through Penn Ridge. And they all graduated, uh, you know, eight, 8, 10 years ago. And it was a different school. It, there's no that about it. Yeah. Now, politically, um, I've always been kind of involved. Mom was, was the political one in the family, I would say. So I've always paid attention. I, I've gone out and stumped around for various different people over the years. So I've helped. Um, school boards. I, I've been to Easton's many a time. Sometimes the kids were in trouble, but most of the time it's for sports or <laughs> good things. Um, same thing here. 10 years ago, you'd go to the school board meeting. And, you know, I talk about the students and all the positive things they were doing. A little bit contentious when they did the um, Poppy Yoder thing. You know, that was kind of interesting. But what really got me was in the summer of 2018 when the Penridge 225 group had the town hall meeting and Bill Krause stood with that T-shirt on defiantly with total arrogance looking at his own students. I just I had I had to jump in. I, I mean, I so just... we should
0: we should uh, give people a little context here. So the Penridge 225, these are the 225 students who are basically expelled from the Penridge school from walking out, um, basically protesting gun violence. Right. This is following the shootings in Florida.
1: Yep.
0: Um, and, you know, students were kind of um, building on a kind of a national movement at that point and were peacefully demonstrating and chose to walk out as like thousands of students across the country did in support of, um, gun reform. And what Ross is saying is that, you know, this bill Krause, right. Um, Mm -hmm. showed up at the meeting with his t-shirt and his t-shirt red. It was the NRA t-shirt. Black t-shirt. It was an NRA t-shirt. yep,
1: Right on there. Right. Yep.
0: And so, and Bill Krause was, now he was on the school board at that point.
1: Yeah. I had no idea who this guy was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Somebody had to keep me from standing up. I mean, I, I couldn't believe this guy. Um, But, yep, he stood there with it, arms crossed, uh, angry. Uh, Pictures were taken, you know, things were said about this guy. And I found out afterwards he was on school board. I I guess I probably should have known that, but, you know. Um, And, you know, after that, I'd been kind of paying attention, and it's it's not pretty. Uh, It's not pretty at all.
0: No, it's not. It's not. And I think that things have, you know, I think a, a lot of my experience, you know, I've had, you know, Jamie and Cynthia have been on the show before. I've had all the Penridge United candidates um, mm-hmm. uh, that who ran for school board kind of on the show and the experience that I I've, I've would hear and from those candidates, but also from parents across kind of districts, whether it's Central Bucks, whether it was Palisades, whether it was Pensbury, whether it was, you know, right here, good old Penridge. um, that it wasn't always like this and things have taken a a big turn. And so, I mean, Amy, like what was, what was that kind of impetus on your end there in Palisades, um, kind of seeing what was happening? Was that experience ring true to you too as well? That, you know, what we're experiencing is a a strong uptick in this kind of extremist um, kind of politics in our communities.
2: Oh, most definitely. Um, I mean, I started noticing a a lot of, Like, to to, so to be, so I first really started noticing it on um, a lot of, like, just online content. We have, you know, Palisades here. We have parent pages and stuff like that. And there's a lot of community members um, that are on there. And especially during um, uh, the other spring in, in 2020 with the murder of George Floyd, I mean, things kind of just exploded all over the place. And divisions really started to to show up i think up here in this community um i'm not super or i wasn't super involved at that point with school board stuff or you know even with the schools i had kind of taken a step back i have two older children in middle school and high school um and you know i have a younger child but i definitely took a step back for a few years just to kind of focus on myself and my education. Um, So I wasn't attending PTA meetings like I used to, and I really wasn't aware of what was going on. Um, Up until this point, and then all of a sudden, it just, it got very real very fast, and I started to realize that there, you know, I didn't know my community as well as I thought I did. 100%
0: 100% and uh, I should say uh, thank you just community uh, in the chat um, a little bit of a correction. Um, those students Penridge 225 they were not expelled they were given a two hour Saturday morning detention I apologize for that I misspoke. Um, but yes, there was a two hour Saturday detention, um, which they showed up for right and mm-hmm. as he's ju- they just say in the chat, um, as exactly as they said, uh, they proudly serve that And matter, actually uh, use that Saturday detention as yet another organizing opportunity, which is precisely yep. what you want to see in organizers it was pretty great. Um, and then Chuck comes in and basically says that, uh, yeah, Krause was the VP um, at that point. Um, crazy. Um, so Ross, when, I mean, you already kind of mentioned this a little bit with the the Bill Krause, but when we kind of saw things, I don't know. I don't want to over it at this point. Um, I mean, to put, you know, it, it, for me, it, here in Penbridge, things seem to just go off the rails. Mm-hmm. Um, and that... And I could say, Penridge United candidates who were working in that that school board election, and all the volunteers that came out there did freaking amazing organizing. And I know this was also true up in Palisades. This was also true in Central Bucks. Uh, but it seemed like the wave of this kind of white right wing extremism, or white wing, <laughs> not a, you know, uh, this right wing extremism was kind of way out in front and kind of better organized um, in terms of like what it could do at this point. I mean, how does that gel with your experience? And funded.
1: I mean, they, they, and funded. Yeah, a lot of money. Um, it's kind of hard to compete, although I know we, you know, we did a pretty good job of fundraising for you know, the, the, the Democrats um, this go-round. So that that was good. Um, but, geez, they were way ahead of the game, Kevin, like you said. And, um, you know, vote count-wise, they, they did pretty well on the Democratic side. But the Republicans got that much more um you, you know that makes it that makes it tough. We we just gotta instead of eighteen percent, we we gotta these off year elections. We gotta get thirty percent turnout, and we'll start to win these elections. Um, but the Republicans just come out. Wow, amazing.
2: They, they they I feel like that they've always been more engaged. um I think that just conservative values appeals to a lot of Americans. Um, i also think it's a very like just old school old school class too um like this area up here we have a high elderly population and they always come out to vote no matter what election it is um and i i think that you know up until this point you know school board elections at least up here have been pretty bland they uh most people i wouldn't say most people a lot of people don't even know when they're happening
1: the municipal elections are just People just don't pay attention to them. You're right. I mean, that's why the turnouts are so low. But the Republicans, they years ago decided that they wanted to start to win these small uh, elections, and this last, you know, the two cycles. um, And really, I think Penridge was kind of ahead of the game. I think you know Joan Collins saw and reacted to uh, to to what was going on, Um, and so there's momentum, you know, and but at the same time, I, I absolutely definitely see the momentum for and the interest in school boards. I mean, this is, this is tremendous. People are paying attention, they're starting to see what actually happens in these meetings, you go to these meetings, and you know, they're recorded, so you're seeing them recorded if you want. Um, but I've been going live as much as I can. And um, there's a lot of people. So you know, hopefully that interest can keep itself going and, and gain momentum. Uh, try to get, claw back some of the, you know, what, the values that we've lost here. It's not good. You
2: know, sometimes I, I seriously feel like our, our district is in the dark ages. Um, You're speaking about recording for, for meetings. And I actually, this was a thorn in my side this past week. I've been looking for information pertaining to certain board meetings. Um, and our district's website, looking for that stuff, is it's It's not very user-friendly. I mean, once you figure it out, it's not that bad, but they have transcripts that are incredibly watered down, and I was looking up some of the past uh, contentious meetings that I actually had attended and had taken my own notes at, um, and then... The transcript of what the school board has provided is just it's subpar, is what it is. And then I was looking for the files that contained um, like the recordings, audio recordings, at the very least, because they don't video record at our at our meetings. Um, and then here, I guess I have to submit one of those right to know requests to try and mm-hmm. find it, because I contacted um, uh, a person in the district who you know helps with this stuff, and she just said that they don't they don't have them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I think that there's, there's much to be said about people paying attention, um, like on both sides of the fence, I'm going to say at this point, because you have one side that has been that go to these meetings or they have people that show up at these meetings and then report back to a group. Um, and like the, the, the organization is there and these people aren't even all affiliated with, say, like the Republican Party. These could be independents or libertarians or, or whatever. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was just going to say, like, it's it's nice to see that, you know, that a lot of these districts are still recording so people can watch afterwards mm-hmm. and you can see what's going on. We've had meetings where people don't know what happened. Um, It's just right. hearsay.
0: Right. You know, and I think that, you know, what goes through my head as you're as you're kind of listing some of these things. I mean, uh, you know, the kind of that organizer brain in me goes like, OK, here's the, here's an organizing issue. Then here's an organizing issue. Here's like, a, you know, like whether it's the video, the videos are better transcripts or kind of access so a bunch of these kind of issues. But ultimately, that comes down to I mean, that's the issue. Right. That That's potential. But all that depends upon us doing the organizing work, right? I mean, all, all depends on what's happening on the ground, and this is really one of the reasons why I wanted to have y'all on is to kind of, kind of think through some of that stuff, I guess, or talk through some of that stuff. And you know, on the one hand, we see what kind of what happened, um, and now I th- it thinks what what's, uh, you know, where we're talking about it in Facebook groups that people are talking about this stuff in email change or in actual meetings. People are talking about, well, how do we continue the organizing and how do we say build power? So, you know, I mean, I I, I don't know Mm. how to start that, right? But other than saying, you know, where are you all in that, right? Where are you all in that idea about, Mm. you know, okay, now if we have to, we're faced with 2022, another round of elections. We're faced with, you know, having developed really strong and powerful organizing communities. Right, um, but it seems like we've got to we've got to take it to the next level, right? We've got to bring more people in. We've got to have organizing, and you know what I always start thinking about looking for spaces to kind of build kind of cross county power. But that's kind of where I'm sitting from. I mean, I'm curious when you're looking forward about kind of you know lessons learned and where we need to go forward, the kind of organizing that 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 needs to take place. Wh- how are you thinking about those questions? I mean, I don't know who wants to take that one up first, but i know small question
2: right amy (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: i can go i got i have something on my mind (laughs) (laughs) um so i guess so i should i should probably say so one of my classes that i did last semester was an independent study um and it was based entirely on the school board elections um, and it's a project that I've been working on for several months now. It's still not finished, <laughs> um, and it's it's just kind of expanded, it's blown up. Um, and you know, the researcher in me wants to document everything that's been going on um, in the past two years. We're in unprecedented times, I think. We really are. I mean, there's similarities to past events, but nothing like what we're seeing at the moment um, in our in our society and in our culture. Um, so I've, you know, I'm starting to establish a project and, and Kevin, like what you were saying, uh, about going across county lines is I, you know, I've decided to include in this project, a study of mine, um, is all, is Penridge School District, Palisades, you know, and Central Box. Um, and then launching a website, you know, here by the end of the month is my goal. Hmm. Um, and then also including other organizations, other democratic organizations linking in with different, you know, school board groups, um, like you name it, any any type of, of grassroots organization, and then making sure like there's a hub for everything so you can go on and you can see what's going on in Penridge, you can see what's going on in, in Central Box, like all in one place because, you know, transparency I think is key in all of these situations, especially with the organization. Yeah, um, and them. we haven't had, I mean, at least from personal experience, the, you know, the mainstream Democratic Party hasn't been much help. Um, they've been more of a barrier, they've mm-hmm. been more of a hindrance, and I think that that's probably the biggest takeaway from this election is that, you know, they're the people that we were hoping that we're going to be able to help out. And, and they were, they turned out to be a bit more apathetic to um, our situation up here in Palisades. Uh, So I think we're just going to kind of circumvent them this time.
1: uh, (laughs) I'm in the same boat here. And uh, yeah, there's, there's no doubt about it. The organization that, I was familiar with years ago, in the Lehigh Valley anyway, and I kind of got the impression it was statewide. Um, you know, they were focused on their election cycle, they were focused on um, the, the larger um, stuff going on. Uh, they, they were never really that focused on the minutiae, they kind of let the details of school boards or minor elections just just go. Um, down here, uh, it, it just seems worse. Um, it was impossible, even though the school board and part of our problem here in Penridge, and I don't know about, about you, Amy, but we're in two different areas. So we have the 144, the 145, the 143, you know, we have all these different, Mm -hmm. you know, areas that people, right. And, and... So I think, for the most part, when I would go to the Hilltown meeting, um, they're really more focused on on their stuff. You know, that they, they they don't care, but they they really don't pay that much attention to the school board stuff. They really don't. Um,
2: yeah, I think I think our democratic presence up in this area is very lacking. It's it's basically non existent. Um we do have a, a small committees. I think Springfield Township has a small democratic committee. Don't quote me on that. Um, but you know, there were people that were supposed to have been helping us out with the election at, you know, voting pace or um uh voting stations and stuff like that, and they and they weren't there. They just they weren't there. Um you know, and we live in a conservative stronghold, so I think that's also been that's also been hard. Um, plus, too, I mean, this district, this area up here, we're not, you know, it's it's more of like a semi-rural area. We're really widespread. I mean, like I, I think the whole Palisade School District is about a hundred square miles, and but people, you know, people don't live really close together. Um, so, trying to get the community out and organized, it it can be difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I think I, I think what kind of what you mentioned about the project, Amy, with this kind of website where we have this kind of one stop where we can go and see what's happening kind of around the area. I mean, I think that kind of communication is absolutely is going to be critical going forward in many ways. And, you know, I, I, I think as you were describing this, I and, and Ross, you and I have kind of talked a little bit about this before, but, the, you know, one of the one of the things when I first came to Kutztown and um Everybody kept on telling me, oh, it's a really conservative school, you know, you're going to have a lot lot of students are conservative, everything's conservative. I kept on hearing this. Right. And, you know, I'm not from Pennsylvania. I grew up in kind of like central New York and Utica, New York. Right. I lived out in Ohio and southwest Ohio. I lived down in Washington, D.C. for several years and I kind of came up here. And, like, you know, so my understanding of, of like, the Lehigh Valley and the kind of surrounding areas, of course, was, you know, historical. And I'm like, I mean, how can you tell me that everything is, quote, unquote, just capital C conservative when – this was like where the steelworkers like were born. You know? right. this, is, this is some like this is where Mother Jones marched the kids from Philadelphia to Long Island, a resort to protest. The, I mean, you know, there's this, these rich traditions in Pennsylvania history. Um, and those are people's families. It's not like just historical, but that's the, the experience. Of it And, you know, I would expect that a lot of and this is what I to tell people said, look, you know, utica new york was a conservative area too we had all this industry but the same thing happened to us that happened to pennsylvania right all the industry left and then you have and everything's left in it's wake, and you have everyone basically kind of uh, you know trying to make ends meet anyways long story short the point being is that you know i started teaching some classes there and i have these students would start show up out my office hours or outside my office door and say hey you know we were talking about this or i heard you're interested in this kind of stuff and suddenly there's like random students showing up my office door, like saying, you know, look, I'm really interested in this stuff, but nobody else is. And then after I start taking email addresses down and I'm about like 10 or 20, right? I'm like, look, the problem is not that there's nobody that cares or nobody that's motivated or nobody wants to work and do organizing. The problem is that they don't know each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so we, well, you know, we got off and start, started way back then and say building out some sort of kind of communication infrastructure, but it's hard. Right, um, and, and so it, that always sticks with me. It seems like because I've met so many people around here that are doing like amazing work, um, but it seems like we don't have the the structure, if you will, that's that that we need in order to accomplish those ends, right? And and I'm also reminded of a second story is that, uh, and I've told this one on the, on the the show before. When we used to go out, um, there used to be this progressive summit out in Harrisburg every year, and Raging Chicken used to go out there for it. And a friend of ours who worked uh, worked with some unions and worked with some um, kind of, say, Democratic operatives uh, operatives was, you know, he was there, he was joining us. And uh, he said, Hey, I got to go back to my apartment and grab something. Well, let, well let's take a quick stop. You mind? I said, No, where are we going to go? So just come with me. And we went into these offices, right? And these are kind of the strategic offices. I'm not going to name who they're from. Um, but they were people who worked with the Democratic Party at the state level, right, um, and with unions at the state level, and had this big map, right, um, of Pennsylvania and all the districts, right? And there were a bunch of districts that just were empty. And he said, you see all those white ones up there, those white spaces up there? So, you yeah. you know what those are? I said, no. He said, no, that's where the Democratic Party in Pennsylvania has determined that they're not going to put any energy in because it's not worth their time. Yeah. And that was the majority of the map, Right. And so I think that was part of the mentality. And I've been plugging this book recently on, on the show which by Adam Hilton, right? He's got this book that uh, just came out. It's called uh, True Blues, The Contentious Transformation of the Democratic Party. And he talks about why, how Democrats, right, and like even rank and file Democrats, like we still don't understand party politics. And what I mean by that is not to say that we're dumb or something like that, but rather the Democratic Party as it stands right now is not built to do the organizing work that we do. It's really kind of kind of contracted out all the organizing work to these subsidiary organizations mm-hmm. whether they're environmental organizations labor organizations you know uh, education organizations but the party apparatus itself is really dependent upon consultants right and top-down PR strategies so it seems to me and that's my long way around coming saying that it seems to me that part of what the the mind shift has to happen on our end too is also thinking about the organizing that we need to do in our communities. so like Ross you brought up that I you know that notion that you know, we have these several different districts,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right, um, in one area, well, then that points to the fact that, well, organizing by the district, maybe that's that most effective well, way. Maybe we need to do it around community, yeah. right, around Penridge. Yeah, I
1: want to thank Chuck for, for what he's said here. To be fair, in Penridge, there's a fair amount of interest in reinvigorating the local Democratic 100%. Committee. Now, that's true. And, you know, I was frustrated, I was saying, with uh, the process. Um, but what I've been trying to say, and I said it in your, your last show, I, I kind of went off a little bit too much, by the way. Sorry about that. <laughs> Not at all. Um, I feel very, very strongly that those Democratic committees need folks like us. And then that's why I'm involved. And I realized it a couple of years ago is that I can't walk around complaining and working for the larger state group which is what I was doing. I worked, you know, I worked well for Bernie. <laughs> and then for, for Hillary. In, in and in the past, I've helped uh, whoever with phone calls or, you know, marching about uh, with candidates. Um, and I can't do that anymore. I, I need to get involved. And so, you know, thank you, Chuck, that's a good point. And we are trying to cross each other's paths here. We are trying with our committees to get folks in, um, you, you know, like myself, like Chuck, and you know i've been begging to get you there kevin but <laughs> yeah well like i said is like my my uh up until just recently I mean,
0: my barrier was always one this show or number yeah, two was good um, good my good. my kids yep. um you know especially during covid my wife w- works in healthcare and so she works non-stop she, right now you, you got it yeah. here
1: today so this is great um, <laughs> and and the hope is that folks who are listening into your stuff uh, get the idea and get involved um, you know we got a lot of good people in these meetings it's, It's fun for the first time in years. It's a lot of fun to go to these meetings. Um, They're boring, but what comes out of them sometimes can be pretty, you know. And then they have the committees, which are cool, because then the committees are, are the ones that do the work. And the one thing I had said, you know, in your last show, was that I personally want to walk around and get people to vote. That's what I want to do. Like, that's my job. I don't like losing. And I know the only way we can win is to get people to vote. Um, And then I'm involved with the local committees to do that. So, you know, I think that that's where the effort has to be put is into the local Democratic committees, get folks like, you know, the progressives that we're talking to every day with every show that you have, um, and in this area and every area to, to get involved.
0: Yeah, Amy. What seems to be like the the tenor of organizing, kind of around you? Are you finding similar kind of invigoration, uh, like, are invigorated organizers too as well? Um, How's how that looking from your perspective?
2: Um, I think we're getting there. I think we have some people that are are definitely uh, who who were involved with the with the elections this year, with the school board campaigns, um, and you know, we all kind of we all realized that there was such a lack of organization and and a strong democratic presence, even if it was small, Um, it's just, it's not there. And I do believe that there is enough people. Uh, But like I said, it's, it's difficult. Um, Our area, we don't have sidewalks. We don't, you know, you can't canvas (laughs) very easily. That's one of the biggest issues that we ran into um, over this past election was canvassing. And like I said, Palisades is a widespread district, you know, um, the regions can be, can be, a little intimidating sometimes. I mean, you're driving back in the woods there, you know, and there's a lot of people around here that aren't used to having somebody knock on your door. So, yeah, yeah, you know, and that was probably, and I think, and I really was sore about this, um, over the whole thing was the lack of, of, the um, the Democrats just were not paying attention. They weren't really listening to us. They just kind of brushed it all aside. Uh, and we, we had to fight with them um, to get different forms of canvassing material and you know phone bank information and stuff like that. It just, it was more of a hassle. And by the time we got everything together, we were all exhausted, right? So I think, like I said, we have motivated inju- individuals at the moment. We do have a few things that have started already, some small groups of people. Um, and everything, but it's just, it's hard to get off the ground.
0: Yeah, it is. you know, and I think that, it, you know, when we had uh, Diana Lagerman on the show, you know, she ran for uh, school board in Central Bucks. And one of the things that she said, she echoes kind of what you said about, say, the Democratic Party, like, you know, overall not being helpful, and she said even, you know, at the in her experience too is like coming in once they actually did all the organizing, the scrappy organizing of, you know, putting together like an organizing committee, um, getting canvassing schedules out and all this kind of stuff. What happened on her end was like, you know, you had these consultants suddenly start showing up saying like, don't talk about critical race theory. Right? Yeah. You've got to you got yeah. you to you purge that from your messaging. Don't talk about these divisive issues. Focus on your message. And she said, you know, in her experience, she was like, no, no, we knew like in our gut, we talked to like after these meetings, we we're just like, we need to be talking about mm-hmm. this. We mm-hmm. need to be contesting this stuff. <laughs> but, the, you know, again, if you're new to this and you've got these outside, you know, quote unquote, experienced committee people coming in and, and telling you what to do. And so she said by the time that, that the candidates were at the point where like, forget that that's a losing strategy. No, we need to talk about this. It was too late. You know, I mean, and not to say that that would have completely changed everything, but it's that kind of that back and forth. And let me say something too, especially for folks who are listening tonight, is that I, like Ross, what you said, I care about winning, right? And I, I am a, a pragmatist when it comes to power, right? And what I mean by that is like, like in my perfect world, I have an idea about the way politics would work, the kind of party organization that we would have, and all that other kind of the kind of parties that we'd have available to us. But that's not—that's the world as it should be, not as it is, right? So when I'm like critical of something that's happening with the Democratic Party, I'm not doing that simply, I'm not suggesting that simply to say, therefore Democrats suck, don't vote for Democrats. That's not the point. I think right now it's about building in those structures, but trying to find ways we're doing effectively, and so that we're not kind of exhausted (laughs) by just having these petty-ass arguments (laughs) about, like, there's my daughter, kind of my censor. I heard it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, because that's what I find so frustrating is you have people doing such amazing work, and when you find, you know, a structure that pushes back against you, it it can be exhausting. And so in some ways, my critical lens is wanting to say, let's be aware of these things as we move forward so we don't get bound up in them
1: again, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well put. I mean, I, I, I I think one question I have for you is have you been involved more than this cycle with your with your local dens? Or is it just what you're seeing? No. Okay.
2: No, this, is, this has really been my first interaction yeah. with Democrats, um, like as as a party, the Democratic Party. Uh, <laughs> I've been a registered Democrat for a very long mm-hmm. time, um, but it's I've become very disillusioned with the party. I'm not holding my breath on miracles from them, nor do I really do um, with a whole lot of <laughs> political parties. But I do see that there is a void and it needs to be filled, um, because if not, we're going to have even more these, you know, um, fund I call them like fundamentalist Republicans almost. Um, and then, you know, Uber conservatives and the alt-right just kind of moving in to fill that void very quickly because they have the organization, because they have the, the financiers. I mean, we didn't have a Democratic uh, person throwing tens of thousands of dollars around, you know, this election like the right. Republicans did. And that's just something that that's a fact that needs to be contended with.
1: Well, I I would encourage you to get to those meetings. Um, I I try to hit all three in Penridge if I can. There's three different Democratic groups. Um, Yeah. And, you know, it can be tiring. But the folks that I'm meeting um, are the folks that are going to make, like yourself. Um, You know, we just became Facebook friends. Thank you. So that's (laughs) what's going to make the difference is that connection, and you hit the nail, you hit the nose on the head there, that, that concept that you have to try to organize, you know, that is not independent of your local democratic group. That's what I'm trying to say. So the same people that would populate your local democratic group are the same folks that want to run, say, for the school board or maybe for some position, and just over time, you know, like whatever club, I'm involved with all these clubs. We're all involved with these clubs, and we're busy with these clubs. Well, add that club to your list. That's, that's all I'm Definitely. saying, no matter who you are. If you're a Democrat, don't complain. Add your local committee to your club list. Go in there with that attitude. Meet Meet some good folks and try to just, you know, have the say so that the next great group of people to come along and say, hey, we need some money and some help, you're there. And you're like, hey, yeah, I went through that five years ago or two years ago. Stick with it. Um,
2: I think, I think definitely, and I agree with you. I think you're right because I really think that the party just needs uh, an infusion of of new blood, of fresh ideas. Um, I think they're very stagnant. <laughs> so I, I do, I do agree with attending. Um, and like I said, it, it can be difficult. Not, it's just I have. There's a lot going on in everyone's lives, but I think. And like i said there's there's definitely some organized organizing going on in the area um within you know the the small group of people um that have been been pushing uh, a lot of like liberal liberal agendas not really agendas just points of views and and just trying to you know put up a front against some of the extremism that's going on
0: mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. i mean you know one of the things is that um one of the reasons we started Raging Chicken back in 2010 was um, because it was one of these these gaps, right, that we saw that was just absent, right, and and a progressive left media site, right, that was not just like a, I don't know, like a tool of a, like a party politics or a particular organization, but that was an independent voice, and this is where, where Rick Smith and I first got talking back, I mean, he and I knew each other even before then, But that was the whole idea is to build this. Right. And so this is like whatever, you know, 12 years in the making to get to this point where we're having conversation about what's happening here in Bucks County um, and trying to use it as a tool to help facilitate that. Um, And and when I think about back to the own organizing that I did is, you know, I, I work at Kutztown University and uh i'm a i've been a labor guy for for you know ages right i've been an activist you know i've i've got my you know direct action civil disobedience (laughs) arrests credentials that i can show you know i mean like you you name it right so and but you know i was so focused I, i spent so much time doing organizing work within our union um to try to transform our union Right from a, you know, really a kind of a business unionism model, right, where you, you, the members are just kind of sitting back and waiting for stuff to actually an active organizing model. And we had, you know, fits and starts in organizing over the years um, at Kutztown some major wins. You know, I was our our strike captain at Kutztown for when we went on strike in 2016. Uh, we basically had to work around our local or our, our statewide leadership and our local leadership to a certain degree, but our statewide leadership in order to kind of build out connections with student organizations and mobilize kind of communities around them because they didn't want us to be doing that. So that's where it's like so much of my energy was. And, you know, when I got burned out, right, when, you know, we had our union basically kind of go back to, a much more business unionism type of model. It um, was exhausted and took a little break is like right when all this stuff started kind of like happening like on my end, I'm thinking like, man, I should have spent all that year, years organizing in my backyard instead of my workplace, you know? I mean, but you know, it th- just kind of like how we come to this stuff because that was, that was it. And I, you know, so I feel like it's it, what's been, what sucks on my end is I feel like, you know, coming here kind of, Learning these structures a little late in the game compared to like the you know the kind of organizing I've done since I've lived in Pennsylvania um, was you know primarily focused on workplace and union politics um, kind of statewide, as opposed to um, kind of really getting involved these these local structures, which you know I could see you know the cost of that now right Uh, of just trying to build out these relationships at this point um, when we need it you know we need it we need it seriously.
1: You know, Kevin, you've mentioned a few people you've um, had on your show um you've had a lot of attention paid to the school districts around here so you know that part of it you got right so <laughs> um, well no
0: that's that and that's that's the shift that i'm talking about mm-hmm. is like that's saying like look you know i get, and you really need to turn the lens of the show and really become yeah, a part of a tool that can be useful for the movement right because yeah. in my mind we really have to build out this organizing and, you know, and I'm not saying this is the end all be all, but it is a, it is one structure, one component within, you know, building this stuff out. Cyril's column is another one, yeah. right? You know, the Cono show when you have out there and mm-hmm. kind of in, in, in Doylestown too, as well, you know, and finding ways of network these together this way, Amy, I love this project, you know, that you, that, that you plugged earlier on, we're looking for this space where we can, people can go, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah i i, I I'm, I'm excited about it. um I originally had started it just because I was having such a hard time. I have you know I have to do a paper still <laughs> yeah. and I just I had writer's block. This is such a personal project. Um, this is not something that I can be completely objectionable about. Uh, I am biased. <laughs> I participated mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's been it's been tough to write and I kept going off of all on these directions, different ideas. Um, and I just, I couldn't focus on just Palisades. I needed to expand it. Um, so, you know, establishing, you know, creating this website is definitely really good for like focusing as well on, on this and, and what exactly I'm trying to do. Um, and basically it's just to tell a story of, of what's going on. Um, I can't shake the feeling that Pennsylvania, that Bucks County has been, you know, ground zero for a lot of this contention a lot of the political division, Mm -hmm. um, and the partisan tactics. Uh, I, you know, I can't say exactly like, you know, one thing that I think is the reason why there's, there's so many different things, but we have such this upheaval of, of militia and, you know, involvement and activity, um, in Pennsylvania, you know, and then we've got all of these just anti, you know, anti-science people, just all, all these different type of, of, pseudoscience is going on, um, and I just, I feel, I know it's going on um, nationwide, right, but I feel like here, there's just been this epicenter. I think Pennsylvania's always had a very strong conservative base, and I see this national playbook just being executed, like, perfectly across the state, yeah. um, but like I said, I tried to just narrow in on one school district, and I couldn't do that. Um, I saw the New York Times did that with their, with their podcast, The Daily. Um, they had featured Central Box, and while I thought it was great, I think that they really left out Yes. A lot of important facts. I think that they left out a bigger narrative, a larger narrative that includes all of Upper Bucks County and Pennsylvania. And I just wasn't happy with that. So I wanted to expand upon it.
0: (laughs) Mm 100%. 100%. Well, I'm looking at the time here. And uh, I mean, I I could just, I seriously could talk about this stuff forever because it's just, uh, there's just seems to be so much to unpack and go on. And it feels good to be having this conversation. Um, But so let me, let me, you know, ask you as a way of kind of, Close, kind of closing things out or bringing things into a close tonight. Um, uh, What are some of the things that are kind of, you know, if we've talked about a little bit of bigger picture and the organizing stuff, you know, things that are on your radar right now, um, things that you think we need to be paying attention to as we move forward in 2022, or or anything that you're thinking about, you know, in this kind of movement forward, uh, what kind of needs to be done, uh, things that you want to plug, um, issues that are coming up that we need to be, uh, you know, paying attention to. Um, What do you think? Ross, let me start with you.
1: Well, I'm focusing now on the 25th. There's a school board meeting that uh, it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, the, the big thing recently has been masks, of course. Um, but there's been some stuff going on within the school with books and with some other. Just, you know, they're a couple of weeks into this, this new board. Yeah. And they're just pulling some stunts. Um, I couldn't make their meeting on the, uh, I think it was the 4th um, because I, I was sick and I ended up, I did have COVID, so um, oh, man. And one of the 20-somethings brought it around at, at Christmas time, so kind of went through the house. So I'm, I'm fine. Um, I think everybody is fine, but a couple 20-somethings, oddly. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, but, but that's, that's, a, that's a baby. I mean, getting to these meetings... For just the content and the ability to speak out, I try really hard if I can to get up there and say things without, you know, cursing. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a discipline. <laughs> oh, believe <yeah>. me. <laughs> I, but you see, you see a lot of great people. I mean, I'm seeing people on the yeah. chat here that I know go to those meetings, and I'm proud of them. And, and it's, you know, so that, that's my number one thing right now. Um, we just had our monthly uh, Hilltown meeting, and um, we did discuss organizing a few things I'm interested in that I've been, you know, moaning about. And uh, Penridge as well uh, has their regular Democratic thing, and they just had that a week or so ago. Um, and they're they're both coming out with some ideas of how to start to you know. My big thing is to win this election by votes. That's how we got to win. So. Um, yeah, calling attention at the school board meetings, trying to write letters to the editor, um, writing into uh, the school board, writing into your, um, you know, Dr. Bolton. I, I, I'm not sure what, what's up with this guy lately. He's just doing what they want, I guess. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're trying Thank to do see. all those things and kind of throwing a lot of things out there to answer your question. But the big one is I'm focused on that next school board meeting. Um well, and I hear you, and I hear you. Know, one of the
0: things with Penridge, I mean, you say about the books, I mean, they've been banning books, they've been, you know, <laughs> they've been like stripping things out of the curriculum left and right. Um, you know, there was this article um, in the uh, Courier Times, I don't know, it was a WHYY article about, you know, this Penridge parents are kind of filling these li- the little libraries around town <laughs> with these kind of diverse books because they're getting pulled from there. That's right? a great and, you know, idea. I, I, that, that's, well, it's cool, right? Really cool. Um, and, and it and at the same time it's like it's like okay yeah you know what, I, what my concern this is this is how I, why I'm the dark cloud in every room is because you know, I'm like okay people are going to read this and the kind of right wing winger to go around to those little book stuff and take all those books right and <laughs> that's how it's going to work right but but whatever i be mean, whatever but then i came across almost this you know this was let's see um this was, I guess, on Thursday in the Reading Eagle. Um, similar things are happening out there in the Kutztown School District, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, the K-12 school district. And so uh, out there is this great article. Teens come out and for a newly created Kutztown Band Book Club, mm-hmm. right, that they're meeting at the local bookstore. Oh, right? I so I am thinking
2: earlier today.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like... These kind of things together, right? On the one hand, you've got this pushback, and then looking for these opportunities to organize. Where, oh well, hey, if they're banning it, let's form let's form a social environment where we can talk about these things and kind of meet each other um, in this this other kind of way. Mm-hmm. But was cool. How, how about you, Amy? From where from where you're sitting, what do you what's on your radar right now?
2: Um, I think keeping focus on the curriculum of our schools is really important at the moment. Um, I've been very alarmed at what I've seen. In neighboring districts Um, we haven't really had much of an issue with some of this up here in Palisades we're like I said uh, (laughs) Palisades is such a tiny tiny little district Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like we get missed a lot like on the radar but a lot of times I feel like too, is things miss us we don't have as many people to create a stink about things (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. but I definitely think that it's important you know to to watch that I mean banning books uh, we've already had plenty of, of community members question the curriculum, people lost their heads the other year when they introduced, um, you know, an elective that was on race and genocide, and, and people just completely were flabbergasted. They flipped out about it. Hmm. So I think that's really important is making sure, you know, that the integrity of, of our education system is is watched because it's important. I think that if, if it's left, you know, without anybody to be like, hey, you know, we, we should not be banning books, you know, I think that it's just, it's going to turn into that. And that's really scary for me. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a student of history. So, uh, and any type of civilization, any type of society at any point in history, when you start banning information, when you start banning books, um, it usually doesn't lead to, to good things.
0: Mm-hmm. So, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's absolutely clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I hope, you know, I, and I remember, you know, it's funny, just going back even, you know, we moved here right before my son was born, and he's, you know, he's 13 now. And um, I, I remember just people talking about, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking moving down the area, and they're like, oh, yeah, Pine Ridge School District and the Palisade School District, they're awesome schools. Central Bucks did these great schools. Like, they had, like, really phenomenal reputations, too, as well. Mm-hmm. And I also look at this and saying, yeah, it's because this kind of nonsense wasn't going on in part. Um, And I'm even worrying about the way the impact that some of these discussions are having um, about banning books and all this are, you know, are finding their way into the classroom where teachers are starting to worry about their jobs. You know, it's like, God, if I bring this up and I have this conversation, we remember Penridge basically instructed his teachers, you know, basically, you know, when J6 comes up, well, you know, you don't really want to kind of you you don't want to talk about that. I mean, as an educator. I mean that's like the that's like the best possible situation. No, right? I mean <laughs> it's like because because you know people are going to have perspectives all over the map, right? And the goal from my perspective of, you know, and like an edge that's a, like I don't know, the definition of a like an like a, like a teachable moment, mm-hmm. right? The opportunity to kind of flesh some of this stuff out, to hear different perspectives and having to learn how to have that discussion. Mm-hmm. When the conflicts rage so deeply, even within that classroom. I mean, for me, that's like training for democracy. And you basically said, nope, none of that. You can only do that mm-hmm. when it's 20 years ago. <laughs> Forget about it right now. And when it's 20 years ago, we're going to pretend that it didn't happen. So don't have to worry about even ever having the discussion at that point either. So mm-hmm. anyways. Well, cool. Uh, listen, um, I, I really appreciate both y'all taking the time out of your nights uh, to come on tonight. I know, I know that you're all crazy busy um, <laughs> and got lots going on. I appreciate the work that you all are doing so much, um, and. You know, and I hope like kind of down the road, whatever, have you have you back on when things are coming back on. But also, you know, um, to kind of pick your brains about other folks that we should be having on uh, here too as well to help build out some of these connections, because I think that, um, you know, a lot of the work that's happening in our communities goes under the radar and people are doing some amazing work. Um, so the more we kind of uh, kind of get other people to know who those folks are, where they should go, and kind of how to get involved, would be great. Um, so um, one, so Amy, you said well, got to keep an eye on our curriculum. Um, if people are looking kind of up your neck of the woods to get involved, like wh- where do you suggest? Wh- where would they go at this point?
2: <laughs> oh uh, man! I know, um, I know, right? <laughs> it's a double-edged
0: sword question, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as of right now, um, we do we do have a there. There is a community Facebook page. It's called Um, palisades jedi and that's been up and running um it was running all summer you know we actually had some picnics at the lake Nakamixon over the summer Mm -hmm. you know as like meet and greets and just trying to get to know people um and stuff like that uh but as of right now like i said we have some things and there's some there's some uh projects in the works at the moment um and then when we get those up and running uh i'm sure that you know it's going to be announced (laughs) so but for right now i mean definitely i can direct people to uh the facebook um
0: palisades jedi page fantastic and you know as soon as you get those projects get up and running um please uh kim Bar- uh, barbaro says send them to me <laughs> oh okay there we go we'll send them to him. <laughs> okay um, kim you, you you let me know if you want to uh, kim i'll tell you what if you want to shoot me uh an email with uh information on how to get in touch with you uh it raging chicken press at gmail.com um i'd love to um pl- pop that right in the show notes too as well um, Ross, on your end, where should folks go to get involved at this point? Well, you
1: did mention the the book project. That's the Penridge Improvement Project in uh, Facebook. So they're doing a great job. And they are kind of, I think they're extending that beyond because they've gotten all these books contributed. So they're going to be using that to stock, you know, the school libraries and things like that. You know, I'm sitting here with a copy of Heather Has Two Mommies.
0: <laughs>
1: it's great. It's a picture
0: book. It's great. It's an awesome book. <laughs> It's like, I mean, imagine, imagine like, like, like it's pretty radical message there though, Ross. I mean, come on, families, you should, you should, families are defined by love, loving each other. I mean, come on. They
1: they got rid of it. Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, yeah, and I I really would like them to read it. I may read this to the school board. Um, But yeah, you want to go, I think on Facebook, you know, to Penridge Alliance for, responsible leadership um, we do a lot of uh, talking in there there's like four or five hundred members there um, so obviously that's that's a good you know hotbed um, but we're organizing through social media through through Facebook for the most yep. part so
0: Excellent. And one of the the things I want to I want to say about, you know, both of you plug Facebook pages and both of you plugged um, kind of like some of the online stuff. I want to be clear. And I've mentioned this on the show a thousand and one times, but I want to say it over and over again, is that the reason why I think the organizing that was going on in Palisades and Penridge and Central Bucks and Pensbury, a whole bunch of different districts across the state, too, as well, is like we're using social media in the way that social media should be used for organizing right because you hear a lot of people like you know I I have to have these arguments with people all the time so yeah well there's all these yeah people go on and they just want to have their Facebook conversations like no 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 you don't understand the Facebook groups that I've been involved with you know around here and throughout Bucks County they're using that to set up meetings to follow up with things to think about what to do next to make sure that people are informed about things um, and to get involved in having talking about organizational strategy so want to be clear about that so thank you both for all the work that you do and um, you know uh, for more information everybody uh, we're going to put some links in the show notes um, to make sure that you got places to go if you want to get involved in your community Um, also for all of you listening out there tonight um, if you've got suggestions too as well about um, who we should have on the show people doing cool organizing um, kind of in your community um, doesn't just have to be in Penridge and Palisades we got folks um, in Central Bucks we got folks anywhere without Bucks County I want to continue to have these uh, Bucks County roundtables as a way of helping Right. Uh, as being kind of an aggregator, if you will, of bringing some of folks together and kind of like having these conversations in a way that is um, kind of, and hopefully is going to amplify the work that's already going on. So thank you, Amy. Thank you for us for coming on tonight. Thank I you. really appreciate it. Glad to see sure.
2: You. No problem. Thank you for having us.
0: Yep. Oh, you got Glad it. To be on. So this is this is kevin mahoney editor and founder of raging chicken i want to thank you all for tuning in tonight too as well uh thanks special thanks to amy and ross and yes everybody get involved and get involved soon not right before the election we can do this see ya